So I'm just going to talk to you for a minute here. Wienerville. Wienerville City Limits. <laughs> this was, it was an actual show on Nickelodeon, man. Um, and it was like a, a dog. I think it was like a dog that was like made of bones named Boney. He's like, I'm Boney. I'm Boney. Leave me alone. Well, serving up chops and pounds of bologna. I get my NFL stats on my cellular phony. Did the ends make- are in motion. The offense is shifting. I've been here so long, they think I'm shoplifting. Yo, did you just make that up yourself? No! That was a sprint ad from like 2004, dude. 2000, well, I mean 2004. I don't remember much from 2004. What? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all around the world, we give you another ripping edition of the Dan versus D Sports and Stuff podcast with the initials DVD, as in DVD player, on your player, D with two E's, and always beside me to my left on my right. Today he's on my right and he's doing some weird hand motions. Introduce yourself, man. It's Dan with an A at Yeah, it's... he's doing like some obscene <laughs> gestures beside me that I, you know, try, I'm trying to keep as clean as possible and stuff. So, yeah, he was just doing some weird, like, you know, arm and hand motions. Like, you do, you let, let your imagination run with that. But, yeah. But, we back after a long hiatus. Man, how long has it been? Long enough that it, you could call it a low atus. I guess, <laughs> like whatever that means, but instead of a hiatus, yeah, it was, yeah, I think I just saw like Devin McCourty, man. Oh, was he at the game? Yeah, it was one of, uh, either him or his brother Jason, but it, it was Devin, Devin. Devin. We're watching, uh, we're watching Warrior Celtics on uh, on ESPN right now. Yep, ABC. Yeah, free advertising. We're and, oh, and this is like a first, like this is the first time we're in my spaceship. Like at my apartment, hey, yeah, like we're, we have like an L-shaped glass desk. We got his laptop over here on the leftmost part, like kind of like in in between. Like we have a TV on the far, like on the right um, side of the, um, the the table, and then we have uh, the mic in in the corner, and then we have like a second monitor hooked up to the laptop. So yeah, Dan brought his equipment and hooked it up over here, and for some reason we got like a. My little interface is not plugged into anything, but you know, <laughs> it's just for the aesthetic. So yeah. <laughs> Plus, it's like a little reminder that you know, thanks Dan for the uh, for that gift birthday a couple years back. So, yeah, dude, you know, it's really cool. And uh, and that old uh, that old EV uh, SM58 clone showing here. Yeah, man. But, <clears throat> but yeah, so been been a while. You know, holidays uh, came and went, and you know, this is our our first. Podcast of 2019. Hey, for show 2019. Yeah, I found it, man. There you go. All right. If you think about it this way, it's uh, this is the third calendar year in which we've done the show. Man, this episode 16. Did you did you picture you'd be like at 15 or now going past like 15 episodes? I had hoped so. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I necessarily pictured it, but 
Yeah, like, I, everybody hopes, like, you know, to have, like, a long-running series. I don't think people's like, man, I wish, I hope, I just, I just wish we just only had one and only episode, you know? Like, I never, you never hear that. But, like, yeah, it's, especially where we are now, like, as I think about it, when I put it in perspective, we are, like, you know, grown adults with a lot on our plates. Like, full-time jobs, um, and, you know, doing, like, other things, like, uh... My sense, like, my family is, like, you know, me me and my girlfriend. And um, just trying to balance all that stuff out and then trying to balance, like, a social life on top of that. And then just, so, it's always been, like, a challenge trying to coordinate these things. Yeah. So, like, I feel like the 15 episodes we recorded uh, prior was, like, you know, a testament to, like, the hard work and, and our commitment. And I think that's just, like, a blessing within itself. So yeah. So, going on our 16th episode right now, I mean, I mean, that's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> as has previously been... <clears throat> got something going on my throat tonight. That's all right. <laughs> uh, as has previously been stated, this show is, you know, a passion project. I don't think we were ever... I mean, I don't know what... I don't know what tant... What... Whoa, tant amounts. I don't know what... Uh, our motivation? What, uh, I don't know what amounts to being serious about a podcast really is because, you know, we've always been very informal about this. So, you know, but my thing is, we have gotten better since episode one. I think that's what it is. It's, it's less about being super formal. It's more about the the intangibles, like the improvements yeah. from episode to episode. I like to think that we play off of each other much better now. You, you, say, know? you say playoff? Ah! Playoff? Don't talk about playoff. Like, made like, a weird noise. Yeah, we talk about that playoff, but yeah, the, the playoffs came and went. Yeah, so. But, uh... <laughs> Anyways, yeah, sports. Sports. Um, um, so, uh, before we get to, like, I mean, you know, you know, I made a reference of playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. But, yeah, let's talk about playoffs. So, the playoffs came and went, and we're down to the two competitors. But like, let's reflect on, like, you know, the journey it took to get to uh, to the championship game, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, what was your um, – uh, we know the teams and stuff. Um what was your biggest surprise out of the participants? In terms of surprises, I mean, I don't know. I felt like the teams that should have made the playoffs did. Very rarely are there actual real playoff snubs in the NFL because the playoffs are big enough that I feel like really, honestly, you have teams like the Titans that really shouldn't get in. Get I in. mean, there was Although a... they didn't this year. There was they? a choke job, though, before the playoffs, though. The Minnesota Vikings, they, like, oh, co- they collapsed yeah. big time and let uh, let the Eagles led by Big Dick Nick go sneak in. That's right. I guess, I guess really, I mean, the surprise has to be the Eagles, right? The fact that they won that first playoff game, they beat the Bears on the double doink. Yeah. Uh, um, oh yeah, and that that reference to like your name trees, big dick Nick. So like, I'm not gonna take credit for that, but that was really clever by him. But I, I just no, that's can't. that's been a nickname though. I've heard that really? nickname other places too. Mm, that's the most prominent I heard it from from him. But yeah, I just love the nickname Big Dick Nick. Man. Big Dick Nick. I wonder if he gets. You think he gets referred to that, or someone like um, you know uh, responds to him or calls to him like with that nickname, and you I'm think he sure. actually responds? I mean, I'm sure he 
whatever. And he just gives his autograph. That came from one of his teammates saying something in a Reddit AMA years ago. So that's not even a thing that comes from him. <laughs> so I'm sure he probably just finds it amusing. I want to know who. It, I want to know who it was, man. Who said it? Yeah, it was Connor Barwin. Connor Barwin. He would. So you, <laughs> I remember, I, like, you know, I, I'm sure I'm going to, you know, one day, like, forget, you know, my, my own name, but I'll remember that Connor Barwin is the or, or origin of Big Dick Nick. Well, I guess my disappointment is uh, that blown call. I mean, that's the worst one I've ever seen. Ones that happen at other points in the game, you don't necessarily remember. Uh But just going from... Sorry, I'm like congested today or something. That's all right. Um, Just don't get me sick again. I'm not not (laughs) sick. No, I don't know. just, Just going from what I've seen and what I can remember, that's the worst like blown call I've ever seen. Um, and now, do you remember a few years ago, in mm, 2011 maybe, uh, I can't even remember the pitcher's name, but do you remember when uh, an umpire had a blown call at uh, first base that cost a guy a perfect game? Yes, I do remember that. An MLB. What, what was the pitcher's name? I can't remember. It was... He played... He, it was like the D-backs, wasn't it? No, 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 no. He pitched for the Tigers. I could easily look this up, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But the point is, that play led to replay in in MLB, because there was no replay before that. Really? Uh Uh-huh. So that's that's the trivia. Because that was such such an upsetting moment and outcome that... I like how the pitcher was like really a class act about it. He was, and the the, the two guys eventually wrote a book together. Um, What, him and the umpire? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, a player and an umpire coming together? Yeah. Wow, dude. I haven't seen like a player and an umpire come together since like the uh the uh the ending of like the ref strike in the NFL when they replaced the refs. Like Ray Lewis Ray Lewis actually gave like a ref a hug or something or shook his hand real good. Which was ironically right around the same time. Wow. Twenty eleven. Wow. 2011, 2012. Anyway. It took the fail um, Mary for them to finally like, finally stop it. <laughs> I know. Another regret is that we weren't doing this show back then. That would have been a fun, fun podcast. Anyway. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Anyway, that's probably the worst blown call I can remember. But, but again, it's like, you know, that's a little bit different because there was no replay at the time. And I just, I, I never understood the NFL's like weird thing about how some things are reviewable and some aren't and it's just like do you think penalties should be reviewed yes i think anything penalties either need to not be reviewable but have less of an impact on the game so i mean i don't even know how you do that should there be like separate challenges like you know your your standard challenge you know the spot the ball or catches and then like should be like a separate challenge for like you know challenge a penalty or a booth review or something. I don't know. But it's just like, if you're going to have pass interference be like a potential 45-yard penalty, then it should be reviewable, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I know that this is going to open up a lot of a lot of sticky situations where even more, we're going to keep stopping games 
specifically to like sit and watch replay for several minutes. And I think we'll get there when we talk about the Patriots game too. But mm-hmm. like, it just oh god, it. I don't know. I know this is supposed to be a separate topic, but I'm just I'm frustrated. Everyone's frustrated. It just it sucks, and it was a really good game. Yeah, and it just kind of ruined it. Okay, yeah, let's we'll just jump into that. Um, like, yeah, it was it was a terrible call. Did it cost the Saints the game? Yes, it did. Was it the only thing that cost them the game? No. And here and here's my reasoning. I was watching it earlier while I was like, away from home. I was watching. They got the first two possessions. They were like deep in like one guy dropped like a touchdown pass in the end zone. Nope. Sell for a field goal. Then they were like deep in the Rams territory. Second straight possession. Sell for another field goal. That's two possessions that a Drew Brees led offense with Al Kamara and um, uh, Ingram and uh, Michael Thomas and all and those boys. Those two, those in in the first quarter, six points versus what, 10, 14 points. Yep. And that could, have, and that's there's kind of like a difference there. Let's say for what it is, uh, they at the end they were robbed. Just like at the end of the game, they were robbed from the uh, from going to the Super Bowl. But at the uh, was it the only only. Uh, was that the only play that would have affected the outcome? No, because they had two opportunities to score touchdowns in their first two possessions, and they sell for field goals. Right. And a Drew Brees led offense, and they sell, and you, you get like two field goals when you're deep in like the Rams territory. And one of those passes was dropped. That was the first possession. Like you know, I think replaced a tight end, dropped the pass right in his hands, dropped it. Yep. So. If they score those points, you know, we could be speaking a different story. Yeah. Like and plus like the defense didn't do as hot, you know, stopping Jerigoff and them. So it they had they still controlled their own destiny, but that call really did shift the momentum of the game. Yeah. I mean in every every close game, even a game that's not decided by like a backbreaking penalty like that, but every close game there is, you know, half a dozen important missed opportunities for each team because that's how the game gets close, right? If one team takes Lack advantage of, execution, of all those, yes. it's a blowout. Lack of know? execution. Um, but and I mean, it's also worth noting that that egregious, horrible call happened, but then the Saints like completely folded after that. And Drew Brees threw that horrible interception in overtime that set up the Rams to kick a field goal, and like all that stuff happened. And that's you know the guy still had to make a fifty-seven yard field goal to win in the game. Or whatever. I mean that's still like a cheap, uh, like a, a chip shot from Greg Zerline, aka Legatron. Dude, a fifty-seven yard <laughs> field goal is not a chip shot for anyone. Just ask, for for, just, Greg, for Greg Zerline, it is a freaking Legatron. <laughs> just just ask Cody Parkey. I mean, first of all, that was a fifty. That was like more like a forty-seven-yard field goal, and he like hit the uprights, man, which is hard the to fact, do. The fact that it was just the fact that they kept talking about his doinks, and then he doinked it again. So does that make him doink the clown? Maybe. I, I mean, there was a restaurant called Doink the Clown. So it's is is and and that role was reprised by like a lot of like was played by a lot of wrestlers in the past. So is Cody Parker just gonna be the next Doink the Clown? Obviously. 
Yeah, just put some like you know some makeup on him, like clown makeup on, and yeah, he and give him like a little horn, whatever. Yeah, he get in the wrestling ring. Yeah, sell tickets. I mean, I'm sure that would piss his teammates off less than him going on. Uh, oh yeah, I read about whatever, that. whatever talk show that was. Um, anyway, <laughs> didn't he get like a a three four year like nine million dollar deal or something? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's never he's never kicking there again. Which, anyway, we so, don't have to get into that. Let's talk about the Patriots game. Segway, okay. So because that was that was bonkers, man. Like the whole the whole game was an experience. I was surprised we held them scoreless in the first half. If we don't hold them scoreless, they win that game. It reminded me of like the Warriors, where it's like you kind of know the Warriors every game are going to go on that like third quarter run where they just hit a bunch of threes in a row, and then uh-huh. suddenly you're down by fifteen. Um, but it was just I don't know sitting there watching that ball go you know half a centimeter from Julian Edelman's glove over and over again for several minutes. Oh, and, and then like, Gronk too. Yeah, and then like Gronk, you know, doing a thing and. Did Hogan catch that pass and that weird phantom roughing the passer call? Um, which, again, is like my argument for why it should be reviewable because that call, too, dude, like, you know, obviously that went in our favor and we're Patriots fans, whatever, but like, if you, I understand why that was called roughing the passer in the moment because all you really see at full speed is Slice. the guy's arm goes up and goes wham! It looks like a blow to the head in at full, at speed. full speed. But if you're able to review it, I mean, again, this sort of gets down to the point of like, well, what the fuck is that rule actually trying to do? I don't know. And is it accomplishing that? It's either way. Even if the guy's arm goes up and hits Tom Brady in the head, it doesn't. And you it doesn't make Tom Brady more likely to get injured on that play or not. And you then just I mean? ask Clay Matthews. You can't even make like a proper like. A proper sack on the quarterback because it's seen as you're putting all your weight on him. I mean, well, right. force tells you, based on the basic laws of force, I mean, I can't avoid doing that. And you're saying there's a way to do that, and you probably never played football in your life. No, I mean, <laughs> like, why are you telling me, like, oh, I could avoid putting my weight on it? Well, this, like, all just kind of gets back at the point that, like, football is an inherently flawed sport and it requires large men. To run at someone standing still and crash into him, like that is that is the sport as designed. Uh, so I mean, you can't you do can't that make to a human this body. Game safer. I'm sorry. You can't do that to a human body without breaking parts of it. You can't make it. You can't make this game super safe. Oh yeah, like in Boston, sort of play like the package of like them like win the AFC Championship game. So yo, oh uh, Bob Kraft, all the Patriots Robert, are there. Robert Kraft's in there. Uh, Anyways, um, um, what's up? Anyway, okay. So, New England. Oh, what was your experience like watching the game with me? 
I'm gonna go the AFC Championship game. Let this guy tell us tell about what it's like watching the game with me. Well, I mean, like I said, this was. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, but this game was a particularly weird, bizarre, nerve-wracking game. Wouldn't you agree? Like, yeah. I'm kind of used to it at this point. At the end, though, it was kind of fun, though. Because, like, this is like this is just what Patriots playoff games tend to be. Like, you know what I mean? When they get in big games, they just... I don't know what it is, if it's a... It, you know what I mean? It just always ends up being like this. I thought it was going to be like 06. Every single damn game, you know? And, and so, yes... Emotions tend to run high during those kind of games. And my blood pressure. The funny thing is, watching the Eagles last year, I got kind of upset. But I was, what I realize now is that I was just in a bad mood about other stuff that was kind of unrelated to football. I wasn't too upset. Like, I, I was upset with the defense. They couldn't stop nobody. But, you know. That was horrible. But, like, anyway. I was like, <laughs> if the Eagles are going to win the first game, I'm like, hey. I was like, hey, at least I can live to see them win their first ever championship. Yeah. And plus, Big Dick Nick, man. Like, is there any, like, more good, feel-good story than that? He went, he contemplated retirement, came back, got his chance when um, when their quarterback in the future went down and won a championship. And he has an MVP to his name. I mean... I still am more partial to the Kurt Warner story that he came in from the Arena League and threw forty touchdowns or bat and or bagging groceries. Yeah, dude, Kurt Warner, man, or uh, or Tommy Maddox, like winning a playoff game after he uh, was selling insurance. Tommy Maddox, man, did he replace Cordell Stewart? Yep. And then, like, he got replaced by, you know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. They went 15-1 and that year when he started, and then they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Yep. And um, Deion Branch waved bye-bye. Oh, man. On the end of round. <laughs> On the end of round. <laughs> I remember. See, again, it's like, why do I remember weird shit like that? Like, because it it was the Patriots. I guess. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, like... My girlfriend had to calm me down and this and that. Because, like... We, it, we both had to have talks with you <laughs> and reassure you that, like, the world is not ending. <laughs> I guess it was just, like, how we were, like, letting them come back. Like, we gave, like, over 35 points in the second half and stuff. It was just like, can y'all stop somebody? <laughs> but I gotta say, though, um, as stressful as it was, it was a... If you're a football fan, that's a real fun game to watch. That, yeah. was, that was a fun. Patrick Mahomes is the truth, man. Patrick Mahomes. How was Patrick Mahomes not the first overall pick? Oh, the NFL draft. How? How did that happen? Um, because uh, over like oh like uh, over analysis of like you know uh, of scouting and um, I mean come on like how many. How many top picks have whiffed, like lately, like over the years? I just like, a lot. It's a high percentage. Aaron, same question. How did Aaron Rodgers get to twenty one? I know. I like, just. <laughs> I mean, I know people overthink that Brady they think, was a six round pick. I mean, people look over the Patriots the passed on Tom Brady five times. You know, before Pe- they drafted. People look at so. the, people like they sometimes they. Miss on the intangibles of like you know of heart and soul and spirit, and you look at 
potential. Like, hey, this guy's got a great arm. You know who they, they said had a great arm? Blake Bortles. But, like, Patrick Mahomes has a great arm. I don't know. I just, I look at that. Sometimes you just got to get Given lucky. what that guy did the second he became a starter, I just, to me, it just proves that, like. How do you play behind we, Alex Smith? It proves to me that we fucking suck at evaluating prospects, even now. Even now, we are absolutely god-awful at it. Well, the thing about it is football, I think the, the, the fail rate is, is a lot higher in football because there's a lot more picks, and then there's like, you know, it's, I think it's easier to evaluate talent in the NBA. Like, like people like Namat Jazz and stuff. I mean, come on, like, Zion Williams, Williamson is going to be like, Number one, number two overall because he can jump out the gym. He's he got great skill set and all that. That that's easy to see. Well, here we go. I mean, think consider this: that the last couple of years, Donovan Mitchell immediately had a huge impact. He was drafted like number ten or something. He slid quite a bit. Uh, and look at this year, Luca. Why wasn't Luca the first pick? Or was he? No, he uh, he was like. Luka Doncic was like pick four or something. Like he was drafted by the by the Hawks, and they traded for the rights that's right, of that's right, that's right. Uh, of Trey Young. Yeah, I didn't think he was the first pick. Huh. That's my point. Is like even then, I think there's still an element of like sometimes guys come in and they show you something that he just was, he was, didn't know he was they a, had. He was the third overall pick, but okay. but he, but they traded down to get Trey Young. Right. Anyway, that's my point. It, Mahomes is amazing, and like, so uh, here's the funny part. So, uh, but he sound, but he sounds like Bert from uh, Sesame Street, man. Dude, I have <laughs> so I have two coworkers that I talk football with at work. One is a big Chargers fan, and one's a big Chiefs fan. So over the course of two weeks, you destroyed their, your team, destroyed their hopes and dreams. They've both gotten really pissed at me. <laughs> I mean, it ain't like you beat all, their teams. No, I mean, all in good fun. They're not I know. actually that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's some fans that actually do take that personally. No, I do. You know that I would never associate with people that actually are, like, jerks about it. All the way back to calling back to our first episode. Oh. Where we were talking about what is, what is appropriate fan behavior. Yeah. Um, Vintage. Uh, all the way back in 2017, dude. Anyway. Man. Um... The point is, the point is in my pants. I, I was just thinking that. I wanted to say it, but you you, you got it out first, man. That's a callback to, like, episode one. Yeah, I think so, because I had all these weird verbal tics. Um, we, like, the NFL, or, or just us in general, we suck at evaluating talent. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of great talent falls under the cracks. Some people don't even get drafted, and then they become some of the best players than, than like, your first-round counterparts. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, I mean, we're. I think the baseline for are you good at something is are you better than a random number generator. Uh-huh. We're better than that at least uh-huh. because generally higher draft picks tend to be more successful. But like, we still kind of suck at it if we couldn't tell that I mean, Patrick Mahomes was going to be the goddamn truth. I mean, what about like Stephen Curry? He was draft what number six. He yeah, passed on him, and now he's he's easily a future Hall of Famer, man. But I think you know. So, the draft is just a crapshoot. It's just a lottery at best. It's, again, it's sort of, you know, it kind of almost goes back to, like, how we evaluate players. You know, there's that sort of, there's that kind of famous thing with Belichick that he 
doesn't want to know what a guy can't do. He wants to know what he can do. And then maximize his strength. And then put him in a position where, you know, it plays to his strength that's rather than the, rather than avoids his weaknesses. But like but you know what I mean? Like I think you can argue Steph Curry slid in the draft because everyone wanted to poke holes. Rather than seeing what he could do, he was doing all a lot of that crazy shit. I think what they were saying at like, Davidson. Oh, it's yeah. just that they were like well, can it's he a, dribble good enough? Well, it's a mid-major. He can't, you know, he's not a great point guard. He can't do this. He can't do that. Instead it's of like, looking at what they he, saw with their own eyes. Like, is he is he a small? I mean, he well, actually, how tall is Steph Curry? I don't think he's that. He's, he's small. He's not that small, but he's not he's not huge either. But but I remember I remember because I you know I had so much fun watching him in college. He's six three, the, so that's not tournament. that's not small for a point guard. But, you know, I, I remember that very distinctly even now, you know, that, like, the draft experts at the time were saying that he'll be, you know, like a off-the-bench shooter, basically. Wow, really? Yeah. Good grief. He you took know, Davidson a mediocre, to the... That in the NBA, he'll be like a mediocre two-guard. He, he took Davidson to the Elite Eight, and they were like one, like, they were like one basket away from going to the Final Four. Yeah. And it took Kansas to find knocking down. Barely. that's my point (laughs) and I think you could probably I mean you know a lot of times it's context too a team might not necessarily need the position that you're in if you're the best player but anyways you know I don't know Mahomes is amazing and like they'll be back because this is to me like this is beyond just like the guy is way better than we thought he's straight up doing crap that like we've never seen before Man. You know what I mean? He's having a Steph Curry-like impact where he's able to just chuck the ball down the field with impunity and just, you know... It's like someone took, you know... I don't know. Remember how Mike Vick could just kind of flick his wrist and the ball would go 70 yards? It's like that. And then he... Plus an ability to scramble. Yeah, plus an he, ability to read defenses. He, he, he click his heels and he like gets like a 20-yard gain. Yeah. <laughs> plus, you know... He, like, Mahomes is like a Madden creator player. It's like you fucking, like, made a guy to be your franchise quarterback and then added all the fun, cool stuff in. It's like you, like, you did, like, a like a Rubik's Cube where you're sliding all the attributes into place. It's just incredible, man. And, like, he put on a clinic in that game. He had put on a clinic all year. Also, and, I mean, the Chiefs lost because their defense got gassed and the Patriots ran 99 like, plays or whatever. Just like Jacksonville um, from last year. Or, or honestly, just like in the Super Bowl where they beat the, the Falcons. They got gassed. The, the Falcons got gassed at the end and they just could not stop Tom Brady no matter what they did. And it just became a clinic at the end. Man. Um, so, anyway... Bright future for Mahomes. I'm very. That's a big takeaway like, from the season is like, that he was way better than Ma- expected. Mahomes is like. I look forward to seeing them again next year, and then I think next year will be the year that we do sort of like a passing of the torch, barring barring like a bad injury to Mahomes or something, you know. Yeah, but like, like yeah, they're gonna be there. But you know that team is gonna win. I mean, win their division like the next seven or eight years. I mean, you know, they're I mean, gonna have. Denver ain't going to do I mean, the, their biggest threat is the Chargers, but how long is, like, I mean, Phillip yeah. Rivers ain't going to be playing for too much longer. I mean, there's no guarantee that you get back to the same spot, but I just, like, 
of all of the teams in the NFL, entirely because of that, I feel like they have the they have the brightest future. I mean, and plus they're gonna and, lock up Tyreek Hill. I mean, come on, like Hill and uh, Mahomes. Forget yeah. about it. And man. I mean, the rumors that he's gonna get a two hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, you're damn he, right. He should. Is he gonna, Does he deserve it? Yes. <laughs> Your entire salary cap space is not enough money to pay him what he's actually worth. But then, I mean, but then he's going to be throwing the cardboard cutouts. You can't win with that. He is more singularly altering to your franchise than like a twenty-six-year-old LeBron would be. Like, ooh, because think about how singularly important the quarterback position is. You can't win without a good one. Period. And last time to do it was like Trent Dilfer with the with the Ravens. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that was back in two thousand. Like <laughs> it is the most important position, arguably in any sport. Really, like you know, really the NBA is different because positions are kind of fluid. In the NBA, the most important position is superstar. If you don't have one of those, you can't win. Um, you just need a score. But that, but that really, you know, you can have a superstar power forward or a superstar shooting guard but, but, or whatever. But you but still like, got to have depth to win in the basketball. Yeah. Yeah. You still have to, but I mean, same thing in the NFL. You can't win without, you know, a passable defense at least. Right. Um, or, you know, skill position. Anyway, the point is, like, it's the most important position. And Mahomes deserves and, to get paid. And he's the best player at the most important position. So, yes, he should get paid and he should be paid a lot. What if he becomes like a, what if he's like the combination of like Brady Manning and, uh, um, well, not Kaepernick, but uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, because he has that scrambling ability of Rodgers yeah. to extend plays. You know, he's a winner like Brady, yeah. and then just and just like the the gifted uh, arm town of Peyton Manning, man. It's like wow. he's got it all, dude. He's got it all, man. And did you know that he was, he's good because he used to play shortstop? <sighs> He's playing football now. I get tired of hearing that narrative, man. It's so stupid. Like, start talking. I don't care. Dude, I want to hear more about his voice, man. (laughs) We had a good good win. uh, (laughs) I'm telling you. Dude, I'm I'm sure if he was like a guest voice as like Bert, we wouldn't be able to tell the difference. (laughs) Bert. (laughs) But um, I love his voice as John. My favorite fun fact about the the, the dynasty or the, the streak, whatever you want to call it, is that like the Undertaker during the Tom Brady era, uh, the Patriots have not gone more than four years without appearing in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you because th- we think of the years between '04 and kind of the Devin McCourty era mm-hmm. as being sort of the lean years, but it's like during that time they appear in, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and made the playoffs every year. So, like, you know, you know, caveat, as always, like, you know, we're Patriots fans and we're incredibly spoiled and we really have no idea what it's like to be fans of a normal team. So, <laughs> I mean, we did have one in 15 and 91. I mean, do you remember that, though? No, I don't. I don't either. So, but, but that really I'm doesn't saying count. Is the Patriots have had, like, misfortune before no, the, the big f- run. the franchise has. Yeah. But, like, yeah. you know, this is... 
beyond, I mean, this is like be far, far beyond what anyone thought was possible in like modern day sports. It's I mean, 18 years, they've been to the Super Bowl half the time. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> and I think the thing to, to point to is that it really is, because I mean, everything about the current NFL system is designed to prevent teams being built into superpowers. And the thing is, that really it hasn't happened here. They're not the most talented team every year, and they're not the... You know what I mean? But every year something kind of changes, and they kind of, and you know... They find new ways to win. They bring in guys, and they, they win on the margins. They do weird stuff around the edges of the roster that, you know... And plus, Bray's a team player because... He is he's far from like the highest paid player in the in the league. Like people don't even make it to playoffs, like quarterbacks who don't make the playoffs, like Aaron Rodgers, is a lot more paid than he is. But he, he takes kinda like or he gets his contract restructured and stuff, so it creates cap room so he so he can still be part of a winner. Well, you know, I mean he makes money from other stuff too. I mean so like and also his his wife makes a lot more than he does, man. Right. Yeah. So he, There's also he, that he ain't hemorrhaging for money, that's for sure. Yeah. So it's not I don't know. But the fact is, they're like the the quintessential example of consistency. Or like almost like the last over the last twenty years, man. But I mean, you know, I mean there's you know, he did he forced Garoppolo out, although the thing is, they they were going to have to pay Garoppolo anyway, so I don't I don't think. And then that he was... went on to tear his ACL. Bad luck. Ugh. Yeah, I don't think there was a scenario that was going to play out where Jimmy G was actually going to be the Patriots' quarterback of the future because, like, by the time Brady retires, Garoppolo might be like thirty. So it's like, are you are you really going to pay a guy that much money to sit on the bench his whole career? No. Uh. Anyway, the point is, like, yeah, they've. They haven't done everything perfect, and there was definitely, you know, a streak there for a few years where, like, Belichick had some pretty big whiffs in the draft. Um, Chad Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever that thing, you know, whatever whatever Juju, oh, God. I was going to say whatever. Juju Smith-Schuster? I was going to say whatever Juju the Steelers have that they keep drafting amazing receivers. I like Juju Smith-Schuster, man. The Patriots have the opposite of that, where they just have not drafted a good receiver in they, just a million years. They just take your receivers and turn them into stars. Like, yeah, remember they they took Wells Welker from the Dolphins, turned him in, and like had him become a big star. Took Chris Hogan from Buffalo. Yeah, he became a star. Amendola came from the Rams. Yeah, although it's funny because he was considered <laughs> a bust. Because they paid Amendola quite a bit of money, and he kind of sucked. But he was big game Danny, but though. Then he, but big then he kept Danny. doing some amazing stuff in the playoffs. Anyways, we're, we're, we're getting all kinds of off track. We're, we're being fanboys at this moment. But, okay, well, here's a good here's a good thing. I'll just steal this straight from the dead cast. Um, <laughs> who's, your, who's your favorite Patriot of the... Most and least favorite Patriots of the, of the Brady-Belichick era? Huh. You already know. I think you already know what my favorite is. My least favorite is uh, Albert Hainsworth because we... <laughs> he was supposed to, like, help strengthen our defense, and he did nothing. So, he he's such my least favorite that I don't have much to say except it was just a waste. Like, it was a bigger waste than Ocho Cinco. At least he caught a pass in a Super Bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really pay Hainsworth anything either. 
Like, you could argue Adelius Thomas was a bigger waste because they Adelius paid him a Thomas lot of still money. made some tackles and stuff. They paid him a lot of money, and he really didn't do much. He did a lot more than Haysworth. And plus, Adelius Thomas, just, he had a cooler name, too. So, like, yeah, was he a bust by number standards, but he still was in games. He acted like he still gave, like, energy and, like, actually gave a damn about playing. Haynesworth just gave up once he once he got paid in Washington, which that tends to happen with Dan Snyder Rantines, but I digress. My favorite Patriot that's like for like like all time, like I don't know, like that's 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 like a few No, just of just of this era. Of this era. Of the of the Brady Belichick era, so just the last eighteen years. Which I know is a long time. I mean that's that's still like a lot of players like That's most of your Patriots family, <sighs> but do I have to choose one? Pick, but like, like a non Brady player. Okay, okay. Non non Brady. I was, I was thinking non Brady because there's still several. Troy Brown, like, because he, like, you like, took mine. He's not my favorite, but he's a he's an honorable mention. He's an honorable mention because he not only did he play offense and he he was like the start of the of that dynasty. He also played defense. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Edelman. I mean, come on, big game, Danny. But I'm going to choose, I mean, James White also because of, like, you know, I mean, come on, he's, he contributed, what, 16 points in that comeback? Come on. But my favorite player, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I, I got to go, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm old school, Adam Vinatieri. Ha <laughs> yes. Because I was heartbroken when we chose to replace him by a little rookie named Steven Gostowski. I was like who mad may, about who that. Who may also end up like Gasowski's been good enough that he actually also could be a future Hall of Famer. Like just pretty incredible. But at the time, I was so I was oh, really yeah, I upset. Was I was pissed because we got rid of Mister Super Bowl, Mister Mister Clutch, kicking in the snow. Like our first three Super Bowls, two of those Super Bowls was because he kicked a game-winning field goal. Yep. Like. So, Adam Terry. I gotta can I, go. Can I give you my fun fact? That's that's my favorite fun fact. What he they splits the he splits the uprights as Adam Nugatari. Here's how old Adam Terry is. He once tackled Herschel Walker. Really? Yep. In 1996, his rookie year, after it was um, God, I think when Herschel Walker was was this when he was with the. Dallas? I think it was, yeah, when he That was came before the trade. No, no after, after the, the trade. trade. That was when he came back to Dallas after the trade. This Super Bowl, to me, if you want to talk about a preview... And I've talked to Dan about this, so he knows where I'm going with this. I'm not going to feel as emotionally charged as I was uh, with the Patriots and Chiefs game. Because the Chief, I see the Chiefs as like a, as kind of like the opposition, the enemy and stuff. Uh, impeding the Patriots' progress. But I know the Rams are the opposition, but the Rams have a soft... I have like a, a, uh, a soft place in my heart. Like a... It's... They, people, uh, I mentioned before, um, you know, my dad passed away, like, what, almost like eight years ago, 
But, man, been that long already. But he was a big Rams fan. When they were the L.A. Rams, then they became the St. Louis Rams. Now they're the L.A. Rams again. So, and my biggest, like, easily my best memory of my life, not just, like, just my football season, but of my entire life, was when that that Super Bowl between New England and the Rams, we decked out the downstairs basement with Rams jerseys, helmets, memorabilia, all of that. It was a spectacle because it was a father and son Super Bowl. Like, you How old were you? I was 2001. I was in like a little one. fifth or sixth. I was in sixth grade. So I think I was like 11. 11. 11 or 12. Yep. Yeah, I was 11. The perfect age. That's like the, mm-hmm. that's the age when sports seems the coolest and 18 years later yeah that's yeah, yeah that's yeah so yeah um and yeah this is cool this i mean it's, it's not like oh my gosh like you know he hit the ball and ran over there like ref senior <laughs> but like in the, but now we're older and we see like from a more cynical point of view of how like you know you know tax money and all that stuff and like right. you know the the uh uh <clears throat> the hypocrisy of it all but well, it's like, when you, get, when you get older too, I was going to make this comment about the Chiefs game that we've just seen so many playoff games in our lives that, like, you there's a, there's a greater sense of perspective. Don't, right? be, don't be greedy. It's like, it's also like, you know what, I know logically the team's going to be back next year and they may have just as good of a chance next year based on the fact that Brady's not aging at all. So, like, whatever, man. Avocado ice cream, you know, man. Doesn't I'm, I'm cool with it if they if they don't pull this one out. But it's like when you're 12, this is it. Next year might as well be 10 years from now. You know Whoa. what I mean? You know what I mean? Like you live and die off of this one game, and it means so much to you. And then like it, yeah, it, in a way that it just can't as you get older. And it means so much to us both, to me and my dad, because like imagine like. You thought I like talk to the TV or yell at the TV? <laughs> I learned from the master. So, <laughs> so yeah. But it it was not like an angry, you know, like an angry like uh like an anger towards like the TV or or to the situation. It was kinda like, you know, like frustrated, like, ah, oh, you know, you, oh, you didn't make the plays you needed to. But it was like it was kinda like a good sport, a good like friendly competition. Please. Yeah. And Regardless of who won, it you, it was gonna be a good outcome because one of your family members is gonna have a oh is gonna have like one of the best days of their lives. So, yeah. and they had already won a Super Bowl in '99, so they didn't really need it. But it would have been nice too if they won it. Patriots had never won it, so I got to live to see the Patriots, my favorite team, win a Super Bowl. And then little did we know, like you know, it was the start. It was the start of something. Four more to go. Of winning that, and then possibly a sixth one, <laughs> but um, but the the memories like that is why like I was secretly rooting for the Rams in that NFC Championship game because I honestly thought the Rams Patriots would never happen again. Yeah, and, I didn't either. And either. now that it doesn't happen again, regardless of who wins, like I'm gonna still feel like a winner. I mean, I. 
I get to still see my pages play in the biggest game in the world. One of the biggest games in the world. Like, at least in American sports. Yeah. Um, it's still telecasted to, like, you know, a bunch of countries and stuff. But, you know, it's probably still, like, big worldwide, like, the FIFA. No, next up, the Patriots play in the World Cup final. I'm just yeah. <laughs> and they, like, uh, they advance it around the 16. <laughs> but, they bring, um, in, they bring in Tim Howard to play quarterback. Or cornerback. Man, no, he's no, he's just like he's like strong safety. <laughs> he becomes our Ed Reed, but um, but just seeing the Rams and Pagers play, it's just like it just provides such a sentimental value. Um, so it's kind of like seeing like like my dad's soul with that team. Uh, I I kind of talked said like a joke to my mom, like saying like well. Maybe that was my dad that like pushed that guy into him and then like let it to be like a no call. <laughs> Maybe he had an assistant. I don't know, but <laughs> the Rams, Patriots, two good teams. Um, two teams that I've actually rooted for throughout the season are playing against each other. So whoever wins, you know, I want the Patriots to win still because that's my team. Regardless of who's wins, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I. As much as I hate the owner, I <laughs> owner aside, I think he, I think he's just he got you got to treat him like an outlier here. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm a huge Bob Bob Kraft fan either. You know what I mean? But <laughs> regardless, did you say he was kind of tanked up though when he was interviewed? <laughs> he's always got a little. I thought he just sounded like that, man. Maybe that is what he sounds like because he's old, but you know, <laughs> I like to imagine that there's a bit of a whiskey buzz happening there when he's. Uh, I mean, come those, on, he's in the box. Give those post game interviews. Anyway. Uh, but, I don't know. I like Todd Gurley. I like. Uh, Gurley. Brandon Cooks, you know, the recent uh, recent Patriot is oh my on their team. And Remember last year when he, like, he's. He turned around and then and then he got hit real hard and he got concussed, knocked out of the game. Yeah. It would be such karma if he just like burned his fight two hundred yards in that game. And and don't think they're not thinking about giving him his moment, man. Oh yeah, of course. Like, here you just you just run like a like a deep out and I'll find you. Well, they traded him too. So they yeah. traded him. We could have could have used him. They instead, traded him to a good team. So instead we got uh, Josh Gordon and. We lost. Yeah. Anyway. Get well soon, Josh Gordon. But, but yeah, the the Rams though, like yeah, Aaron Donald and his like Aaron Donald's just his a like shoulders that are just like a mountain atop which sits his head. I never said <laughs> I never looked at his shoulders, man. He has so much muscle. I mean, he's he's a defensive lineman whose just entire body is muscle. It's incredible. Oh, I, I'm gonna Google this. Aaron Donald muscles like. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's hard when you see him next to other NFL players, but just... Look at that. Wow. His muscles have muscles. (laughs) It looks like like someone photoshopped extra muscles onto his body. Man. Like, his traps are, like, like, defined, man. Get like <laughs> he's a goddamn cyborg. Anyway, uh, if the Rams win, it's going to be because he like gets to Brady a bunch. 
Or oh. he at least frees up space for other guys to, to get pressure. Oh, so we also got we also got to play against Aqib Talib, former, former Patriot. Patriot. Yep. <laughs> Talib, man, you and your spoon rhythms, but Takia spikes. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's the Super Bowl. Either way, it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm not. I, I just like how I have like this picture of Aaron Donald on my tablet now. I'm not gonna like like. Take away from just, the great Just night. leave it up. Just leave it on here. That'll be inspiration for just, when I go to the gym tomorrow. Same here. <laughs> that uh, I'm thinking that JJ Watt might be upset with me. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, Tempe T, he just inspired. He made like a song of, called G Y M. Just inspired like you to go to the gym a little bit. But predictions is, I, it's gonna be a close one. Yep. Like, I. I want to say so badly New England, um, but it, this makes me really think of like this has like a New York Giant vibe. Like, you know, the Rams had like one of the best offenses in the league. They're still like the underdog. Like that, if the Patriots are in something, you're not expected to win if you're the, if you're the opposition, and that is like dangerous. And like that is like dangerous, like um, for the Patriots because you know. The other team really don't have much to lose. And you're like this big dynasty that and you're like the big villains that people want to see go down. So I'm gonna say like like 24-21 New England. Because it's gonna go like because I think and I think it will come down to like the final possession. Like it's gonna be hard nosed, it's gonna be tied and I'm am gonna go with like an Terry esque ending, but with Gostowski. driving down the field. You had the ball last. Driving down the field, and he kicks like a forty-eight yard field goal, and wins the game. I really do kind of have this feeling that the game plan actually ends up being kind of similar, where there's gonna be a lot of run, run, run from possibly both teams. Can we stop C.J. Anderson and Gurley? We'll see, you know. We'll see. We'll see about Gurley too, because I think that's going to be a huge part of it. Is like, can, is Gurley right? Is there something wrong? He's been bound. Was he, he just? Was he just mentally out of it last week, and that's why he played badly? Like, I, I think it's. I think the knee is still bothering him. Yeah. Like you're never like, especially around this time of year, you're never a hundred percent. And yeah. like, and then like, I guess it's just for me watching videos of like football players talking about the injuries they play through. When they, you know, get injected with the medicine to go out there and play. Like, people, like, play through, like, strained hamstrings and all that stuff. I'm like, and you're not really supposed to be playing on those. But but you, they give you a little something. You can play through it and you can, like, have your best game. But then you'll barely be able to get, be, barely be able to get out of bed the next day. Like, <laughs> but I, I actually do think that the knee is still bothering Gurley. And it's kind of limiting, like, his explosiveness. That's yeah. why they've been giving more, like, I I think they gave more reps to C.J. Anderson in that Cowboys game. And they yeah. split, and they, and I really think still like, ran for 100 yards in that game, though. He did. Yeah. But uh, the reps On six split. carries, though, because he got big chunks. Yeah. But. But, like, they, they've been kind of splitting carries this this playoffs instead yeah. of it. Like, you, you wouldn't expect, like, if I told you that they would pick up C.J. Anderson, who's barely played this season, um, this is his third team of this season, and then they have Todd Gurley, and you're saying like instead of Gurley playing like what getting 
uh, instead of getting 80% of the carries, he's going to get like more like 65% of the carries during the playoffs. You would think I was crazy. But begs, that's what's happening. Begs the question, if you can find running back production like that on the waiver wire, then why'd you pay the running back all that money? But whatever, man. Because and it's why, I'm sorry, man, but I, I Le'Veon was right to, to want to get his money because more and more and more everyone's like, why should you pay a running back? Ooh. Um, so, anyways, uh, my Super Bowl prediction. I haven't honestly put a whole lot of thought into this before now because I just, you know... But yeah, I mean, we got well, a lot like it as well. Yeah, go ahead. So, both teams I think are considered to be much better on offense than they are on defense. Oh yeah, um, defense. Our defense stinks, <laughs> but we play together. But I mean, our defense was pretty good last week, at least in the first half. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that you can really necessarily be like the Chiefs scoring all those points in the second half is because I mean, the Patriots' defense sucks. I'm, like I'm still like. But you know hurt. that they're going to get theirs. I'm still just but, like the Warriors. I'm, you know? I'm still butthurt about last year's like Super Bowl though. Yeah, no, I am. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Brady threw for like 500 yards, no interceptions, and like had what three touchdowns and still lost. I mean, in my mind, in my brain, there's just no excuse for for how badly they they. And again, I. I we're never going to know why Belichick benched Butler, and it bothers me. And I think he should be. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna praise the guy, if we're gonna worship the ground he walks on when he does good stuff, we need to hold his feet to the fire when he screws up. And that was an epic all time botch. Man, when, when he benched Welker that whole first quarter against the Jets. Yep. Which probably might have cost yeah, us the game. Might have cost him that game. Uh-huh. I just you know. It's hard to argue with success, but I think you can. You should also still nitpick a guy. Sometimes he outsmarts himself, man. You know, case in point, like you know, Edelman screwed up really bad in that playoff game. You know, he made a couple of great plays later in the game, but that doesn't erase the fact that he screwed up real bad. He dodged the bullet with the fumble and then went through his hands. Two different times he screwed up real bad because he shouldn't have been anywhere near that ball on that punt. That was. And he was, because he got in there trying to field the ball. Yep. And he should not have. That was a mm. bad, bad, bad screw-up of a play. And it would not surprise me if he is not out there to return punts in this next game. Man. Um, but we'll see. Anyway, the point is, like, <laughs> I got off track because I was talking about Butler. and I, Predictions? Yeah. Um, like, you, you're thinking about it. Like, you're, I guess, an uncertainty or something? Yeah. Um, on the other hand... You know, Belichick is always great against young quarterbacks. I know Goff is not in his first year as a starter anymore. This is but third. By the way, that streak is alive, too. Tom Brady now, I think, 11-0 in the playoffs against first-year starters. Ooh. Uh, so there's that. Um, so, yeah. I'm leaning Patriots, too, I think. I, uh, mostly because I think you just have to... You just have to pick Patriots until they lose. Yeah, unless it's like tri- uh, until it's triple zero and the other team has more points than the Patriots. Like, there's always a chance of like the Patriots just winning. But I don't know, and I think generally speaking, it seems to me like in the media coverage that most analysts are leaning Patriots too. But I mean, I think it's going to be like a close game. It's going to be a nail biter. It's going to be you know, I don't think it's going to be quite as weird and unexpected as the Chiefs game was, but... I think um, 
um, Brady, uh, if he wants to like solid, without a doubt, solidify his legacy forever, I think he's got to beat this defense because front aggressive front fours have always gave him fits, especially on this stage of the Super Bowl, Giants twice and stuff. Yeah. So this could be like, I mean, it, he's gonna be a Hall of Famer and be known as like the goat forever, but. This would pad his resume even more if he can, like, you know, solve that pass rush. Oh, what I was going to say is the Patriots offensive line is really good. And, you know, with the extra time to game plan, it's kind of like, you know what, man? I don't... I think that can go... You know, the taking the opponent's best player away thing, I think, can go both ways. Like, I... I trust that they're probably going to... If if they decide that they want to take Aaron Donald out of the game, they'll figure out a way to do it. Oh, yeah. Um, again, I think a huge part of that game plan might just be running. Might just be running the ball at him or around him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Rather than giving him a lot of opportunities to wreck the passing game. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. But we'll see. I'm, I'm going Patriots. My... I almost want to pick 20-17 to 17 Patriots because Man. that was the score of the first Rams game. If that happens, would that be Illuminati confirmed? Half-Life 3 confirmed. <laughs> um, uh, the Orange no. Box 2. No, but I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be a big... I think it's going to be a high-scoring kind of, you know, kind of shootout kind of game. I'm I'm picking like 34-31 Man. Patriots. It'll, uh, be, it'll be a nice... I, I'm, I'm feeling like it'll be a generally well-executed game with not a whole lot of screw-ups. Maybe a key pass interference call gets called where it maybe shouldn't. Ooh. And uh, the refs, because there's going to be a lot of scrutiny anytime a flag is thrown in this game. There's going to be a lot of, mm, should that actually be called? You know what I mean? Anytime. Oh, man. Don't be surprised, man, if receivers get close and there's hand fighting if they just throw the flag every time. Or you just be J.C. Jackson. Or I guess maybe the over, the, right, because it was a no call, right. So I think if you're overcompensating, you're going to throw a lot of, a lot of flags. So we'll see. I hope not, because I, it's just a better, more engaging sport to watch when they let the guys play back there. So, man. So we'll see. But anyway, I'm picking the Patriots. Um, If the Patriots win, like, what's what's the key player outside of Brady from like both offense and defensively for them. If they're going to win this game, what's going to be the key? I mean, I think they need, on offense, they need Gronk and Edelman to do the same thing again. They need both those guys to make those yeah. kind of key third down catches. Cause, they need Gronk, yeah. Um, and then on defense, I mean, it's got to be... Y'all got the miss y'all want. I'm trying to think. And so he got the re- They won't block the shooter. So the Rams, I mean, their top two pass catchers are Robert Woods and Cooks, right? So, I mean, I think really the, the, the key matchup back there is going to be, I would assume Gilmore probably is on Cooks, right? Probably. With maybe, a, maybe safety help over the top since Cooks is so fast. You know, so, I mean, I think that's important. Can they... What about Dante Hightower? Um... He made that big play. Yeah, high tower, high tower in the middle. You know, I mean, a lot of it's going to be yeah, because you know the you know big part of what the Rams do is you know they throw the ball to Gurley too, and I think I think high tower we we lost uh, we didn't have high tower for the Super Bowl last year. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He got hurt. Yeah, he had like a season injury, so 
Yeah, so we get to have him. Um, I'm leaning James. Like I'm leaning the running backs. Like Sonny Michelle. Man, what a big find. Hopefully he doesn't have 10 carries for 27 yards, you know, like Maroney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I'm going James White. I haven't seen anyone who can stop James White yet. Whenever we inter- get him involved, when James I've never White, seen anyone stop him yet. When James White's in the game plan, I mean, I mean again, it's not what he can't do. It's what can he do. They've identified that White is really good in that role, and so when the game plan calls for someone to have that role, he has a big game because they don't they don't hand the ball off to him in between the tackles all the time. That's not what he's good at. They right. they give him the ball in situations where they need short passing and they need you know a guy to kind of dink and dunk to, and or they line him up and make the teams think they're going to do a pass thing, and then oh he's running up the gut. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so I can see that. Okay, what about defense? Mm. Feeling it's going to be like a Trey Flowers kind of game coming in off the edge or Devin McCourty? Um, McCourty? I'm just going to say like Hightower because we missed him so much last year in the Super Bowl and then the Super Bowl before that, he helped spread. He helped give that spark towards overcoming twenty eight to three when he got that strip sack. Yep, you're right. So I think, and he was like, he's basically like the quarterback of the defense. Like he is like that center, um, like that what that that center linebacker. Like I don't know his actual, I can't remember his actual position, but he's basically like the captain of the defense. Yeah. Like yeah, like um, doing like the I guess the audibles and stuff of the defense. So yeah, like. We did not have our defensive leader last year, so we have him here. And I think he wants to show and prove the world that, like, yeah, like, I'm one of the reasons why we our defense didn't do so hot because I wasn't there. So now we're a different defense now that I'm back. So maybe he wants to put his money where his mouth is and wants to, you know, do that because he last time he played in a Super Bowl, he made a major impact. So I think it will come down to him because – he, he can he can blitz he can drop and do a little bit little bit of coverage, both things that we desperately need and or needed last year. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Dante Hightower. I like it. Yeah. So, yeah. So both Patriots. Um, what was your score? Thirty-four, thirty-one. Yeah, and mine was uh, twenty-four, twenty-one. <laughs> so, yeah. I just added some touchdowns and field goals on. Nice. So, yeah, Patriots. Biased as hell because we're fans, but... Go figure. Wait, I, wait, did you really think we were going to say Rams? Oh, yeah, they're totally going to crush us. Nah, we ain't going to say that. But if we, if, we, if they do beat us, we wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, I just authentically feel like the Patriots are going to win. I really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought they were going to win last year, too, so whatever. But, I mean, like, I would pick the Rams if I felt like uh, there was a, you know... There's a reasonable argument for the Rams. I just, you know, I guess maybe that's that's our last thing before we wrap up is okay. They're if not we're NFC, wrong, they're not an NFC East team, so we're good. <laughs> if we if we end up being wrong and the Rams win, why do they win? Aaron Donald. Is the, it is it Aaron Donald? The pass in the middle. The pass rush and the actual coverage. And Goff lighting us up for four hundred yards. I think I think, <laughs> I think it needs to be 
I think it's maybe not necessarily Aaron Donald getting all the pressure himself, but I think it maybe is him freeing up space for other guys to generate pressure for Sue and their edge rushers to, to generate pressure if they're able to dial up blitzes. So kind of like what Von Miller did with uh, uh, DeMarcus Ware? Yeah. Uh, yeah, against the Panthers? But, yeah. but it's also going to be like, it's going to require like a 95th percentile game from Goff. He's going to have to not just make one or two of the throws. He's going to have to make all, all the throws. And he can do it. He's made the throws in the past. It's just, you know... Sort of like, you know, uh, Blake Bortles last year, even though we beat them in the AFC Championship. But, like, he that was a throws. 95th percentile game for he, Bortles. He that was probably the best football game he's played in his it's life. It's the game that got him paid. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, if it wasn't for Gilmore making that incredible oh, that deflection. at the very, very end, oh, yeah, yeah. they would have had it. Anyway. Right. So, like, I think those two things have to happen. You know, and I think too, Gurley needs to show up and play like a healthy Gurley. I um, I don't think he's that he's that healthy. I really don't. Like they kept him out. What, um, what late in the season? Like, yeah. Did he play? Did he play in like during our fantasy championship? No. Yeah. So no, I did it without Gurley. Yeah. So not to brag he, or anything. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah, it was for rest, <laughs> but he didn't really. Yeah, he just hasn't been playing the snaps that he's used to, like the like the volume, yeah. and it makes me think it's like I mean, no disrespect to C.J. Anderson because like they do trust him, like they have to have the trust to give him the carries that and the volume that he's been getting. But I really like, can you really say like C.J. Anderson would get the amount of carries that he's been getting if Gurley was like you know like ninety at least ninety percent. Yeah, good point. So, so he he's good right now. He's still good because it's it's freaking girly. But there's just something that's that's holding him back, and I guess it's that injury. So I don't think he's fully healthy. No one is at this at this stage in the year, but especially him. I suspect it's a bit of a hot hand thing too, and Mm -hmm. you know I. It sounded to me like his struggles last week were kind of mental, too. That he, he made some, like, mental mistakes early on, and that kind of got to him. Because, um, you know, it's a young team, and they don't have a lot of playoff experience. So, anyways. But, yeah. Um, what? Patriots, both ends. So, yeah. And um, that includes this segment. So. Yep. But, yeah. This show rocks, at least our opinion does, and um, we and we want to share it with with the world, and we're gonna make sure that we do what we can to to show it off more to the world, and um, yeah. We hope that you have enjoyed it. Yeah, man, absolutely. And we, we as as we continue to have breath in our bodies and in uh, the energy and the care to do this, we're gonna we're gonna keep bringing the episodes. Whether we have. One fan, five fans, five hundred. Two. Yeah. Two listeners. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make sure we produce the content for those listeners, for those two listeners, and make sure it gets better and better and better. Like not going, not uh, regressing or anything, but like, you know, not just doing it for like doing it for our fans, but also maybe like also doing it for us because we didn't think it would it would take like this. 
So, and now we're, we're keeping on going. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for what the future holds. You know, late Happy New Year to you guys. Chris, uh, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, all that. Um, since that since that last time, and um, yeah, um, I don't have a whole lot to to say. Um, you know, uh, what do you got? Happy years and merry new holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I guess the plug the plugins. Your plugin, like the social media plugins, and like you know, oh, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. I suppose we need to get better about that, don't we? Yeah, uh, we do. Follow us on Twitter at uh, DVD Sports Show with two S's. Two S's. Um, email us at DVDCastPod at, at gmail.com. DVDCastPod at gmail.com. Now that's when we need to get my girlfriend to do that because she, she has that seductive voice. Hey, we can sample her from the episode three when she was on. I kind of like that. We'll <laughs> you got to get our approval first, though. We'll, we'll make you sing it, and then we'll auto-tune it. DVDCastPod at gmail.com <laughs> um, What else? We should tell you what. Here's the thing we should do. We should make an Instagram. Ooh. I don't know that there's a huge sports following, but Matthew Berry has an Instagram. Why not? Why not, man? Um, I mean, like, we got, like, the perfect picture for that. We'd be, like, sitting in front of the mics. Yeah, dude. And I kind of got my, like, my head tilted up and my lips are like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we do actually upload these episodes. I mean, it's sort of stupid because you're listening to it here, so you probably already know this or don't, but... Uh, we don't spam you guys though without yeah, us. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Subscribe to us on YouTube. It's possible we could leverage that YouTube channel too and actually put some exclusive stuff on there. You know I, what like I, mean? I like Shoot that. Shoot some short videos and what. Anyway, and um, coming soon Twitch. And coming soon to Twitch. Mm-hmm. We're on YouTube at uh, at D. I think at just DVD Caspod. Nice. Um, I'm actually smarter than I think I am. Uh, we're on we're on YouTube as Dan versus D Sports and stuff. Well, then that's that. If, if it ain't taken, which I don't think it is on Twitch, that's what I'm gonna go with too. Check this out. Uh, the Badger King has no views. Ooh. I think our top viewed is episode one. The math doesn't work. Man. Oh, Boston Broad has five views. Super Bold has 31 views. How? I guess was that like people like. Uh... My laugh, man. I put a note here that just says cut. Is that when the Patriots lost? The, I think that was our Super Bowl preview episode, if I remember oh, right. Oh, yeah. 30 views, wow. I wonder. Yep, that was our. That was last year, dude. That was one year ago. Uh, we did a, to the did day? a Super Bowl preview. <laughs> uh, a, a, an episode about the NFL championship and Patriots fatigue, the Markel Fultz jump shot videos. Oh, no. And the, and the new... Uh, the new XFL. Oh man, those are our topics. And also, we—that was the episode that we had that long talk about the Nasser case, as well. Oh, and that was a good one. Yeah, man. I don't think we've done a bad one, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, rough cuts, but like that's just—it yeah. just got better time. Yeah. But yeah, like. Anyways, that. yes. Uh, thank you all for listening. I wish I could just hug you all, but I'm not gonna. But someday he will. Maybe. Cool. Anyways, peace, love, and happiness. And just do you. Be true to you. And whatever passions or joys you have or want in life, 
go after them. Fleece, shove, and crappiness. And <laughs> but more peace, love, and happiness. Yes, that's that's more important <laughs> yeah. than whatever stupid thing I said. <laughs> Anyways. Alright, I've been I've been D with two E's. Dan with an A N. And bring you another uh, edition of the Damage D Sports Stuff Podcast. And we bid you guys adieu. Have a good one. Goodbye. He's like, I'm bony, I'm bony, leave me alone. Leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone.